Hey everyone, thank you for checking out our new actual play podcast of Paizo Stone and Fate Adventure Path. Episode 1 debuts very soon on Wednesday, October 11th. Can't wait for you to hear that, but in the meantime, I'm going to be uploading the session zeros we recorded a few weeks ago. Audio quality has improved significantly since we recorded these, but I still think they hold up and are fantastic additional content. Remember, you can get way more information at our website, describeyourkill.com, or on all social channels. Anyway, enough from me. Enjoy our very first Session Zero with Malachi Bordello. And we are live! Good evening, everybody. Not sure if anyone will ever hear this, but perhaps they will. (laughs) Uh, You are joined by your GM, Craig. And I'm joined this evening for our very first Session Zero, or Session whatever it's going to be. But Session Zero probably works. 0.1 with one of the players from the party, one of the team who's going to be starting Stolen Fate Adventure Path with us. His name is Chris Barr. Welcome uh, to Session Zero, Chris. Good evening. How are you? I am just fine and dandy. Thank you very much for asking. Very much looking forward to bashing out some character details. As am I. This is the first time I think we've ever done this, right? Like we've we've had conversations in our previous games about character creation. But it's the first time we've ever done something slightly more formal, building characters together, etc. Yeah. Normally you trust us with this one, but this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time. This time. <laughs> this, time. <laughs> this time. There is no trust involved. No, you've destroyed your trust after destroyed my trust of the gm oh dear no not destroyed <laughs> not for the first time it won't be the last <laughs> not for the last <laughs> Might be. so uh mate if you want to tell us just a little bit about who you are what you do or how you got into the hobby of tabletop gaming and or pathfinder if you just want to give a little quick intro i would say i'm an avid gamer i love playing all sorts of games and Mainly, obviously, computer games, but um, during the pandemic, when things were a little bit, uh, a little bit, we had to stay in. Craig had to, well, Craig didn't have to, but he approached me and said, "Do you want to join this game that I'm running? You're a geek. <laughs> You're somebody that will will appreciate this game." And it was a regular thing, and obviously something you don't didn't see your friends that often, and. Um, me and Craig go back a couple of years. We went to university together, so I hadn't seen him for seven years, eight a years, few, maybe. Good few um, years, yeah. Good few years, yeah. And uh, I am a geek, and I do enjoy playing games. So I, I, I joined his band of, uh, of of merry men to play our, our sort of first campaign. Really, um, big newbie. So it uh, it was a it's a it's a bit of a learning curve. Ever since now, I've I've started up another a party with other people as the, G- um, as the GM. I've kind of got fully into it, really, as the GM. Um, but that's kind of morphed as well, really, uh, where other people have got came in and, and GM'd and and they, you know they were experienced people before playing Dungeons and Dragons. So it's 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 kind of evolved. Had you ever really. played Dungeons played and Dragons on, before? Never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Uh, I think I probably played Baldur's Gate a few years, very a lot, mm. <laughs> loads of years ago when it first came out. Um, but I'd never ever kind of 
got through it really but this really captured me i think it's it's the progression really the progression means more um in, in a in a strange way i think yeah and we i mean we, um, we it's much more impactful i feel than just clicking something on a screen and you're now level two and you invest in the tree or something like that it's, uh, yeah absolutely there's an emotion there's an emotional more, connection i think to to, to your mm, character yeah. and to the other characters in the game which of course is the whole point sure. of ttrpgs uh, yeah. Chris and I just looked back through our messages and it was almost three years to the day 2020 that we that I approached him we lost one of my initial players and he joined us about halfway through the fall of Plague Stone that sound right? yeah fall of Plague Stone I remember our session zero and but it wasn't part of the thing of the uh, yeah that was more teaching but, uh, you just the rules teaching me how it was going on and then yeah you sort of when we were in the dark ages yeah. and using roll 20 i think rather than foundry i don't think we yeah, moved over to foundry right. yet and yeah we we played we finished plague stone and then we started uh extinction curse what's my character i can't even remember my you character. played a pre-gen yeah Did i just used a miri pre-gen uh, yeah just a uh, miri yeah uh, yeah Amiri, 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 the barbarian. Amiri, 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 the Amiri. oversized yeah. bastard sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did not like yeah, that. Yeah, no. I think that's why I quite like the martial classes. But, and they um, found you under a, really a, you. a convenient trapdoor in the orcs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the orcs. I hear this little Dude. sound underneath. Fully <laughs> dressed, fully clothed, <laughs> fully armored, fully, fully yeah. weaponized. <laughs> Uh, clean uh, we were not quite so good at the initial role play but it was like what are you doing down there would you like to join our party well yes I would <laughs> yes I would <laughs> yes I would I'm fully no clothed they did treat me rather well, well down you appear here. to be very well fed yes yes <laughs> so we finished Blakestone and then of course uh, you were on the initial party where in our home games we've been playing Extinction Curse for about two and a half to three years now and and Abomination Vaults, sort of two separate games running concurrently. And of course, life gets in the way and we are where we are and blah, blah, blah. And here we are three years later, ready to start A, a new adventure path from level 11, which is the first time we've done that. And B, uh, for a listening, hopefully listening audience. Hello out there, if you're still there. Even if it's just you, me and Debris. We'll enjoy this. You can show this to your kids later in life and go, well, we tried. But anyway, yeah. so this is the first time we've done this. And it's obviously the first time it's for anyone who could potentially be listening. Um, I don't envision this being on the main pod, but I could see this being great bonus content once edited down if it needs it. Uh, or we just throw it in the bin and it's not useful for anyone. But we are obviously going to be playing the Stolen Fate Adventure Path. I have the player's guide open. I assume you are well prepared and have that open too. I absolutely yes. do. Good. Maybe. So the Stolen Fate Adventure Path is written for four players, starting at level 11 and taking them all the way to level 20. Now, another small peek is that Chris and I are currently playing with the party that are going to form the Stolen Fate Path. We are running through Night of the Grey Death, which was a level 16 mini uh, module. Chris, how's your feelings on that? We are just about to start Chapter 3. You've just leveled up to 18. Any thoughts on where that is? I think that it 
has been going fairly well. I am playing a spellcaster, which is my first time playing a spellcaster. And I think, obviously, the more you play it, the more you are geared up towards what's going to happen. You know, much more reading. You know, it's it's very good adventure path. If you ever want to go and have a look for it, absolutely do. I would... You know, any uh, GMs out there, go and have a look at it. It's, it's it's definitely, I think, improved our role play. Sure. A little bit more. There's obviously a clear leader in the party, but I think there's been some quite fun interactions with, with that and the party in general. So I think it has been yeah, good, right? I, I think, think it, I think Night of the Great well. Death has been for, for us where we've, we, I think the highest we got to is level 12 in Extinction Curse, maybe 13 to jump to level mm. 16 as a starting point with custom made characters all built around that where everyone kind of has a lot more feats, a lot more abilities to do. And then to go straight into an yes. adventure where pretty much book one was fairly role play heavy like really role play heavy but for everyone to still have fun i think that's that's a testament to the strength of that adventure and hopefully a testament to the strength mm. of your guy's ability to say okay it's not all combat and it's not it doesn't need to be yeah. i think we had our first session a few weeks ago where there was zero combat and yet by the end of it i thought oh, what a great session you know oh it was so much fun yeah it's a really good mix and the way that we we developed our characters has our party is well balanced i would say like to deal with you know with as much as as much as we you can throw at us absolutely um but it has it has had its you know it's had its moments mm-hmm. um no so spoilers we'll just see how that goes yeah. really no spoilers yeah so the plan for this evening is for chris and i to have a chat about his character we don't have to not going to be giving everything away tonight but a general consensus we are going to talk class we're going to talk motivations and then hopefully we're going to head into path builder and if you don't know what that is it's probably the best inverted commas free tool certainly for pathfinder 2e and uh chris and i are going to build his character obviously chris is going to be leading this but we're just going to be discussing why certain feats being chose versus others talk about some of the skill points hopefully not get too technical or bogged down in it but you'll get a kind of insight into a character build from level one through to 11 hopefully it doesn't take forever and i'm sure chris hopefully has some cheats laid out that he's kind of already picked and we can talk about those and if you find that interesting keep listening okay so stolen fate is the name of the adventure path it's a three book adventure path level 11 to 20 and without giving any spoilers away most of this we've been talking about is in the player's guide downloadable for free from the paizo website it deals with destiny and it deals with something called the harrow and the closest easiest comparison to the real world is a tarot deck i don't know whether they meant to make it rhyme but it works. I think they did. Think I think they did. They yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. So in the world of Galarian and Pathfinder, the Harrow is basically a form of a tarot deck or Harrow deck, tarot deck. And it is used by uh, mages and fortune tellers and charlatans and used for good and bad. But it is, in effect, 
giving you a reading. And of course, most of those readings do allude to the future and in turn to your personal destiny. And this entire adventure path is built around the concept of destiny and around fate, stolen fate. And our party are going to be taking part in an adventure that's which leans very heavily on this idea of the tarot deck, uh, the harrow deck, and um, the cards that were within that deck. It says it in the player's guide, just, just reading verbatim. As the campaign progresses, you'll travel across the world of Galarian in pursuit of the scattered 54 cards of this magical harrow deck. But as you chase down these powerful treasures, you'll come to discover that your group isn't alone in seeking these cards. So yes, the characters will be banding together to track down this powerful deck of magic harrow cards. Why? Who knows? But again, the player's guide says... In order to protect destiny itself from those who seek to control it. And the name of our podcast is Describe Your Kill, but the show name is going to be The Death of Destiny. Okay. So, Chris, you have been working on a character. I have. Would you like to give us a top level name, ancestry, race, class? Who who are we dealing with here? Who have we got? We are dealing with a bard. It's, it's a, a bard. bard. <laughs> it's okay, a bard. It's a bard. Um, it's a bard. He's called Malachi Bordello. Malachi Bordello. Okay, cool. Good name. Strong. He is my age, twenty eight. Sorry, your your age. My age twenty eight. My age as well. Then cool. Yes, I'm not an aging, not not an aging gamer. Um, twenty eight, and he <laughs> he is a, <laughs> he's a human bard. He has got long blonde hair, sort of scraggly blonde hair. He seems he's a bit of a he's very much more kind of a rocky, dirty bard. Quite not dirty, but. He's got a kitar, just just putting it kitar. out there. He's got <laughs> a kitar. Okay. Is it the one um, of the ones where you have to that, blow in to make it work, or is it? it yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that that's his that his that's his instrument. You know, that is his his main thing uh, that he plays. I want him a bit grungy, kind of spaced out in a way, a bit like he's very. He has a slight drug addiction. We're or pre we maybe a previous I've not decided a yet. Drug but. of choice, flavor drug rather than a mechanical drug. Yeah, flavor drug more than mechanical because he's also going to kind of find that he's got a few psychic powers as well um, mm. involved. Do I sell so multi class? There is yeah the one that I've been kind of building has a little multi class in there now. I think it's okay. quite cool. If you ever get to hear any of the um, <laughs> Night of the Great Death, you'll know that my accents are awful. It's true. Um, but I was going to kind of go for a little bit. It's a bit spaced out voice. Okay. You know, a bit dude, a bit like really haven't got there yet. Still working on the voice. Obviously, drug drug adult kind of voice, okay. you know, if I can give you that kind of. So Malachi Bordello, Breathless. a human bard. 
Uh, what, what have you got a background in mind for him? Yeah. So his. Oh, oh. Okay. So he is actually he actually had quite a good childhood. Um, okay. And the kind of background that I was going for is that he was a musical sort of prodigy. Okay. Yes, musical prodigy. Ah, and that is that is um, an actual background you can take. That is an actual background as well. Yeah, I'd want he, I wanted him to be very good at music, but very good at like death metal music. <laughs> on the keytar. <laughs> Almost. On, on the keytar, yeah. So, he, you know, you've given up on dreams to find your own meaning. I thought that was kind of very him and what we we've discussed previously in, in, in our little discussions is that he he wants to find his own path he's got his own his his main thing is to go and be the best guitarist in all of galarian um, how, how old are we and, looking but, at here are we are we thinking like late 20s or are we going early 40s or where are we with the age what when he found no, that like or... when, when he joins the adventure when we start what age is he kind of yeah probably sort of 10 years 10 years on so yeah my age 38 38 okay so when he joins the adventure yeah, he's going, going like late 30s yeah yeah so yeah. so more um, more my age so like, in the real world more more your age a struggling yeah, musician yeah. It, oh yeah um, it sounds familiar yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah <laughs> i haven't placed it on you at all um, but yeah, um, and he he went he he went to a Harrowcard reading, maybe when he was twenty eight, um, to and that kind of bought into this musical prodigy that he was going to be the best. He's but he's still struggling to find that. Ah, uh, okay, so um, that's interesting. So still struggling to find that that great musical prodigy. So raised raised in a good home. Uh, do you know where in Galarian or is that qu- not quite decided yet? Well, I have put Absalom in the Puddles district because that ca- I think that tied into something that we did in another camp, a smaller campaign where we were in a theatre and I thought maybe his parents could be, um, his parents were. The flooded um, king's court. Of, yeah, so I thought maybe uh, that's the kind of district where there were some theatres and his parents were very much involved with that and you know, really pushed him. Pushy mothers and pushy fathers, if you ever know. Okay. So I don't are. want to put words in your mouth, but just so I'm clear, sort of, the, he was a kid and a, a virtuoso musician of some kind. Yeah. With his guitar, maybe with multiple instruments, who knows. Uh, yes. But as he's yeah. grown up, he's been ch- chasing fame or has been performing and maybe getting fame. He has a Harrow reading from someone. And basically, oui, oui. you were told what that he was going to uh, be successful or uh, the ultimate success or become a god or yes, yeah, yeah, the ultimate success, yeah. Um, or oh, do we want to go down the god route? That would be quite, yeah, that would be quite interesting to go down that Almost route. To godhood, yeah. Hmm. Mm something maybe we could work into that something as well to think about but that's ultimately very, i guess his yeah so that's that's a really interesting part then so that then immediately it, it ties could, him it could to maybe the Harrow because the mu- the music could be like yeah his ultimate game is the it's the you know on the stage musical and then sort of dire god really that might be something that that that, that we could work in i reckon but it's based um, around this yeah. harrow reading that he had 
wherever yeah. he was at the time and was promised that he would become either godlike or the greatest musician or something but then yeah. 10 years later am i kind of reading that 10 years later at the age of 38 it, it hasn't happened yeah and he's getting itchy about it and he's then obsessing over trying to find the destiny and trying to find more harrow readers uh, okay. to to confirm the original reading the original uh, reading. i like that yeah um, i like that so wherever he wherever he goes he can't he's he's constantly trying to get af- what affirmation or confirmation that this is going to happen and i'm guessing yeah. based on the nature of harrow that it's not always going to align and and i think there's a two thing going on here there's the harrow and then there's the music bit of it mm. as well you know he's going to constantly try to push his musical agenda on you but then also try the confirmation with the um with the harrow as well okay yeah i like that i like that and a musician has a like this adventure is going to spread all over galarian so i like the fact that potentially a character here in the party has been to these places before you know mm, performing yes. and playing his guitar in, in a troupe or on his own or whatever it is and at the same time believing in his heart probably that he's kind of got this this premonition this harrow reading this is coming but when mm. when yeah and if if so how does that how does that and tie into that, his character then in terms of his personality you mentioned the drugs like how does that tie in for him as a potential person like yeah i think the drugs kind of keep him going you know he he hasn't found the harrow you know he hasn't found his fame yet so his drugs sort of almost make him forget forget the forget the 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 prophecy so to speak not the prophecy yeah well yeah kind of like it, it it allows him to concentrate on actually becoming the musical prodigy that he is if that makes sense if you as chris as a person were to see malachi bordello performing if you were yeah. to see him and he was sitting in the audience has he got yeah. the ability like does is he that good <laughs> or is there an element of he is pretty good but he's better than he thinks or is he genuinely that good so i i think so my kind i don't i don't want him you to think that like i'm basing it on like the kurt cobain okay. character kind <laughs> okay. of thing but like nirvana were a garage band that got picked up and they've got a bit of me you know there's musical ability there definitely but would they have still been as big as they were but it's that yeah that kind of you know he i mean i might change that musical prodigy but like it was talented maybe you know it's 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 talented but maybe it's just not found it found you know still trying to find that he's never got good enough and does he tend to perform on his own or does he have a, a band or a troupe that he's touring with for example what's his kind of current status we are let's say 10 years yes. away from that initial thing like what's his current state of mind you mentioned the psychic element like i think the psychic element comes from a bit of anger with inside of him that 
if you know he, he's not found his way he's not found his way and so it kind of stems from the the tarot the harrow reading sorry and he's you know he's found this power that when he's become when he becomes angry mm. this kind of psychic this psychic part comes out you know he he wants to entertain as a bard but then he's also sort of got this not split personality not hulk-like but it kind of manifests itself in very sort of physical manifestation of the psychic okay and the psychic um, tied to powers. the psyche i guess in some way yes and that, uh, do you yeah. have you don't have to tell us now but is have you thought about any reasoning behind the psychic multi-class was there an event that happened that that caused that was it from a reading that went wrong or what what has led yeah. to the yeah it was it was it was the, it was a reading that okay. went wrong he got extremely angry and uh, you know a bit like the movies where you know a kid just kind of throws a throws a guy against the wall uh just manifested what's te- telekinetic power okay. um that's the kind of thing that i'm thinking about his sort of multi-class element really is that he will you know he will happily um trudge you you know back you into battle and use his bardic ability to you know buff and debuff and make people like him almost um ah okay inspiring inspiring the courage or whatever it's going to be and then manipulating people maybe with his abilities yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I've built, I've built a bit of diplomacy, intimidation, and deception in there as well. So it's very, he's he's got a very uh, sort of two pronged personality. Um, with okay. it, you know, when he gets angry, when you're in battle, he can sort of do both things really, both inspire, but then also get really angry and and throw people. Well, hopefully, out, the, uh, the psychic part of him because uh, just just again reminder we're starting from level 11 here in the world of galarian level 11 is a pretty powerful person this is someone who's been around learned a lot has a lot of abilities compared to an average human these guys are not quite probably captain america or thanos but they're you know they're your hawkeyes of the world <laughs> they're, 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 they're tough they're strong they've seen a lot they can do a lot so this is not a level one weeb that is just discovering their powers this is someone who's been through a lot and what i really like as concept for us through this adventure path is rather than starting from level one is and and having that stuff be the story you guys have already got a story well certainly this character does and it's interesting that interesting character points right for when during the story some of these other powers come out more than maybe the bardic nature or the balance between those two and that's i think that's an interesting balance Mm. yeah and the system the system's interesting in terms of setting that up actually mechanically Um, mechanically yeah obviously for new (laughs) viewers viewers listeners the system is very it's very interesting it's very in-depth it's very you know, a plus one here or a plus two here is really makes a difference. So, sure does. Okay, and and with the multi-class system, you know, I, I I've listened to a lot of Critical Role, and they obviously like take levels. You get whole levels, I think. So it's whereas this is dedication, which is 
it's and we'll talk about we'll talk about multi-class so part of the podcast there will be some some rules explanation because there's going to be people who are new to pathfinder that i want to listen to this and we're obviously jumping ahead to level 11 but we will explain some of the more detailed rules and feats and abilities just to make sure that people know what's going on and i think that's going to be important and multi-classing is very different in pathfinder 2e than it was in 1e than it is in D&D. Uh, but I, what I do think is that the multi-class dedication rules of Pathfinder 2e give a lot more flexibility. You're not just suddenly, well, I'm a barbarian for seven levels, and now I'm a wizard for a level, and immediately I've gained magic powers. You know, I think it's important mm. to tie, well, why? Why has that happened? And we, sure. don't have to, we don't have to pick that apart now, of course, but that is, I think, interesting story beats for your character as the story progresses because you Mm, can choose to as you level up and hopefully not die in session one uh to (laughs) it's not putting levels in things but as you're choosing feats as you level up you there are going to be bard feats that you probably want but you're going to have access to psychic feats that you want and you are going to have to choose and that's that's also an interesting part of that discussion as well isn't it Yep. So it's Malachi Bordello. Has he got a family? Yeah, they are alive and happy in, in Absalom, in the puddles, still running their, running their, um, running their theatre. Ah, so his parents um, are still alive. What about yeah. him personally? His yeah, wife and children? Or? No, no, very much a loner. Okay. So not a loner, but a lone traveller. So. so no band, um, part of more me. of a solo no musician. No band, just him. A famous yeah, yeah. guitarist. Then, yeah, but he uses his bardic sort of spells and things yeah. to, to play behind him and play the other instruments. Okay, cool. And obviously we've mentioned the drugs. I don't want to dig too much into that because I think that's more story rather than anything else. Yeah, but it kind of keeps him calm. That's what it is, you know. He's tried to repress the repress the psychic part of this. You know, he's not he's not happy... Yeah, so he's an unhappy character. Yes. Slightly, I'm getting slightly, not deranged, but split personality, possibly. The drugs yeah. don't help. No. Well, he thinks they do because he wants to suppress the And psychic. of course, he's chasing this prophecy of this reading he had many years ago, which has failed yep. to be fulfilled. So I'd imagine then casts doubt on Harrow in general, uh, on the gods. What's the religious angle of of Malachi? I haven't gone with I haven't gone with religion. No religion. It's a true neutral. Yeah, no religion. Yeah. Okay. Not. I didn't. I again. I, I haven't looked enough into the gods. Right. Really. It, is it more that he doesn't believe, um, or maybe he's just not quite sure of what to believe yeah, in? Just not not believes. Not believes. Mm. I think. I think he wants to believe. You know, he's a he's a grungy, you know, dirty uh, musician. So he'd probably want to sort of go towards the darker, the darker gods if he was going to go for something. Is he more um, Justin Hawkins from The Darkness or Kurt Cobain from Nirvana? I think. I think we're looking for an absolutely true mix okay. of both. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Cobain. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Justin Hawkins is very, is a very happy chappy as far as I'm aware. 
Yes. I think he's got the vocal range of both. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so he is a virtuoso, but he sings, but he's playing a guitar that he has to blow. <laughs> that is a skill. It's like these people who can beatbox and sing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. He throws his voice. He throws got his it. voice. <laughs> got it. Okay. So God's neutral at the moment, at least. And yeah. Okay, fine. So I haven't, I don't know as many gods as you know obviously i know saren ray and i some of them all there's nothing yeah the, the, you know, like the big you would, know the big hitters would, would go with i know the big hitters <laughs> you know your judaism and your muslim also, and yeah and yeah, yeah, and your Sikh, yeah. i did re at yeah. school but he's <laughs> yeah. not dug into the, the um, lesser known so maybe that maybe there's a god no. for him who knows his path is yeah maybe hopefully gonna be quite to. long <laughs> Again, unless he yes. dies in session one, and this is going to be a massive waste of everybody's <laughs> massive waste of time. Okay, all right. So let's get into the mechanical side. I don't know if you wanted to share your screen with your path builder. Ooh, yes, let's see if we could do that. Okay, so now I think we've got a good idea of who Malachi Bordello is, and we understand his personal ambitions. Let's move a little bit more into the physical, the mechanical, the crunchy stuff. And as we know, having played for three years, Pathfinder 2E is a crunchy system. I will preface this for anyone who's listening at home. I don't know every single rule of Pathfinder, but I think we've got a pretty good handle on most of the rules. And we've all between us as a party, the guys you're going to meet eventually have a good understanding of combat in 2e certainly of most of the rules either in exploration or combat mode downtime is a bit of a gray area but that's okay we'll learn as we go and if you hear something you think we've done wrong then then please tell us we're more than happy to listen to your suggestions so let's talk about the bard bards charisma based i'm assuming (laughs) Yes, yes, they are. And I think also psychics, uh, you can have them charisma based as well. Okay, but you've started, you're, you're a level one. Your initial musical prodigy character was a level one yep. bard, human, and the background he took was musical prodigy. Is that right? And That's what does, right. Uh, what does musical prodigy give you? Two free ability boosts. One must be dex or charisma. So that plays well into it. And I get the... I'm trained in performance and music law. I gain virtuosic... Virtuosic performer skill Virtuosic feet. performer skill feat, yes. Okay, cool. So that's your background. Plus bard, human yeah. at level one. Plus bard. And then the way Pathfinder yeah. works is as you build your character, you get a number of points that you can spend in those different areas. Strength, dex, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma... And they affect your different things you can do in the game. So strength-based checks would be things like opening a door or lifting up a heavy trapdoor or, I don't know, escaping from someone's hold. Constitution tends to be around your ability to live longer. So if you have a higher constitution, you have higher hit points. Uh, Wisdom is uh, usually a spell-casting kind of skill then you have intelligence also tied to spell casting but of a different kind intelligence and wisdom 
I tend to think of them as more IQ and common sense. You might have a really high IQ, but low common sense, or you might have a really good common sense, but a low IQ. So that's kind of how I split those two. Dexterity is usually your movement, ability to dodge and your agility, your dexterity makes sense. And finally charisma and charisma is usually tied to skills that involve talking to people or performing or intimidation or debate or convincing lying to people there's different ways that can be done is that is that right and in yeah and intelligence is uh, you can have more skills the higher your intelligence is as well and dexterity also um i think feeds into armor doesn't it whatever how much armor you how heavy it means you can wear heavier armor and not take the penalties and I don't Dillance, want to assume, yeah. like, I'm going to assume that people listen to this no Pathfinder to a, to a degree. And even if you are just coming into the, the game and level one and some of this is going to go over your head, don't worry about it. What I am going to do is once we start the, the real game is I'm going to be posting everybody's character sheets um, or path builder links. So you can go in and see exactly what people have built and what they've done. And then you can tell us how shit we were, why why we've made some massive mistakes. But that's okay. <laughs> right, Maliki, level one, human, musical prodigy, bard. Do you just want to give us a little run through on, um, obviously you're pumping points yeah, into so charisma. Pumping points into charisma. Um, I felt he needed he needs a bit of constitution in there just to to keep him, um, uh, not too squishy. Sure. Um, constitution obviously directly affecting your hit points yeah um so yeah pumped a little bit into that and then dexterity was my other one uh, i just felt that he would m- probably be a little bit movement there'd be a little bit movement that he can do as well oh gosh and then that feeds into some skills that he can be trained in i thought as part of he he grew up um you know, in the theatre, there was a little bit of movement that he would do um, as part of his act. So acrobatics I went into. I took the skilled heritage with the human, so that gave me an extra one as well. Yeah, I got an extra one because I have, I, I pumped some into intelligence as well. So he's pretty skilled. He's pretty trained up in, in the majority of the skills. Um, and yeah, performance is definitely, he. you know, he's, thinks he's very good at performance so that's where we I and obviously with the bard that's going to be quite important when um kind of rolling for some of the spells that a bard can do so bards uh, are spell casters right they they can cast spells are they, they are. spontaneous or are they prepared they are <laughs> <laughs> i think they're i have, think they're spontaneous they're spontaneous pretty yeah. sure they are um yes in fact i know they are because there is a feat that you can take that allows you to have a book of spells that you can learn so um yes they will be spontaneous okay and then i took so as a bard you get to have a muse and um the muse i've taken is polymath which is a jack of all trades uh, he's yeah a wide array of topics but really dedicated to any one which um you know looking at the other ones a polymath muse one of the abilities of a bard is that they can choose a muse at level one and it gives them a feat 
we'll talk about feats shortly but your feats are kind of like your special abilities and with this one um it reads that you are a bit of a jack of all trades as a musician which ties well to to what we've talked about and you get the versatile performance feat and add unseen servant to your spell repertoire so i might re re re-roll that and possibly look at enigma Mm -hmm. um, which might go a little bit more in hidden secrets of the multiverse but it says there if your muse is a creature it might be a dragon or otherworldly being for someone who's so neutral maybe not such best fit but yeah no but then that might that might then drive me to look at a god okay um but we'll keep a polymath for the time okay now this is where you're not going to be happy I don't think but because because psychic dedication comes a bit early fine but I suppose, actually, you know, if I started, I didn't start it when I was one. Maybe I started it when I was 28 and level two was where I hit my, my tarot card reading. Then that would, that would kind of tie in, wouldn't it? So we're, um, we're moving we're on to level two now dedication. and this is where you're taking the dedication. Yes. And I have also taken Intimidating Glare because I think that comes into the sort of dual personality thing. You know, that, that kind of anger that might come out of him. Yeah, intimidating Claire. I can demoralize. So sultry um, looks to try and put off the creatures. Well, And even, yeah, so demoralize is usually an action, but this obviously boosts it because you don't have to speak the language that the creature maybe doesn't speak. A lot of creatures obviously don't speak common, but uh, with the intimidating glare feet, you can discourage them with a look with your greasy hair yeah Sing a big falsetto note at them eyes come out <clears throat> um and so part of the psychic dedication um you get to choose your conscious mind um and this is where it comes with the sort of anger bit where he you know he doesn't really touch anything but what is there what is the conscious can... mind chris just quick what it, what does that mean you have to give us a full thing but is this a psychic thing so if you're yeah. going to choose a level one this psychic is a psychic thing, thing you have to choose a conscious yeah. mind a bit like how the bard chooses a uh, muse is that right? that's correct okay. yeah and they're all very sort of they all deal mainly with the different types of magic so it might be conjuration it might be abjuration um magic the different different magic types um yep. and this one comes under the sort of telekinetic telekinesis um magic uh, so type, which have you which gone for i think it's abjuration so i've gone for conscious the, uh, the disc- distant grasp yep. okay um and this kind of ties into him getting really angry not realizing what was happening and then this is evocation i think right Ev- evocation that's yeah. the one yeah energy and elemental so, forces cool. yeah so that kind of ties into the whole he gets really angry doesn't realise what's happening and then telekinetic I've taken telekinetic projectile so things fly around classic um, I'll make sure that all our battlefields are void of loose objects pens pens no no parker pens pens. Um, no no. i will make sure that i've got a park there are 
You've um, walked into a Galarian uh, car wash, <laughs> hand ca- a hand cart wash, and the only usable object is a very damp sponge Rush. on the. F- <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give you this. They hurt, there's, man. They there's a hurt. wet dish rag. They there's hurt. a wet dish rag. Okay, I'll take Mage Hand instead and pick things up. So you take a Conscious Mind, that is your uh, psychic thing that then unlocks yep. spells for you as a psychic. Yep. Yeah, That's correct. Okay. All right, cool. The way it kind of works is you can amp, amp them, so you can make amp them amp the cantrip that you're given. Oh, okay, that's another that that's level. A big psychic thing as well, right? Is the ability to amp yeah. your cantrips. How does yeah, that work? Yeah, so you have you have focus points essentially that you can spend in making it a, a, an amped cantrip. Does that so amped means what? Just make it more powerful usually. Yes, it makes it more powerful. So if you can, if you sort of see down the bottom here, it says you fling objects with even more force, driving your opponents backwards in the hail of objects. On a success, you push the target five feet away from you. On a crit success, you push the target ten feet away with you, in addition to dealing double damage. Okay, so the standard tele- telekinetic projectile does X, but an amped version where you spend a focus point to boost it yeah. and there is there any penalty for that or you can just let you do it as long as you have focus points i think it's as long as you've got focus points okay. as far as i'm aware All right. yes there isn't so with a full psychic i also think you have a a there is a, a mechanic where you kind of become exhausted from it but i haven't seen that in the archetype just okay. yet um, so this is at level so two. So this is a young Malachi. He's a bard. And reminder that bards yes. are spellcasters, but their magic usually is used to boost the abilities of the rest of their party, certainly in combat. So Inspire Courage is the classic one, giving everyone a, a mm-hmm. plus one on various things to their AC or saves. But you as a level two psychic, maybe as you're getting into the drugs... Uh, have had a bad experience early on whilst chasing this, maybe young and hungry and something's gone wrong and this psychic power has manifested in you and with the intimidating glare and the distant grasp and the telekinetic projectile has made you much more physical in your abilities. Is that fair? Something along those lines? Yeah, that's the the kind of flavour I'm going for. Okay, so that's a level two Malachi. So, anything else you want to say there? Or we want to move to level three. Oh, and, and you can see there that you can actually select the uh, the type that you want to go with. So, obviously, charisma based goes in with the with so it. All the charisma, all the charisma. So charismatic. Charismatic doesn't always mean good. You know, you can be no, an no, absolute no. Yeah, prick, yeah. but you're still charismatic. Yep. I mean, look at um, yeah. Nigel Farage or. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Andrew absolutely. Tate. You know they are charismatic. Trump. They are charismatic but characters. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not always used for good, is it? Right. Moving on. Level level nope. three. So we've gone with a, a little skill increase into performance to make me expert in performance. Okay. Um, I've gone with untrained un- improvisation to, you know, he's travelled. He's travelling, so he's gonna he's gonna pick some of the skills up around while he's travelling. Um, 
kind of almost a standard thing really i think there's i couldn't really find much else yeah in there. so the way leveling up it's, works is that at each really... level a character will either unlock a skill feat a general feat a class feat or in the case of a spellcaster, then unlock new spells and i think third level is where you will unlock second level spells and spells go from level one to ten every two levels you get access to a new spell level without going too much into it but at level three it would give uh manakai access to different spells and do you know chris whether that is is there a psychic spell list or you just can potentially do you you know what i'm saying like does that affect your spell slots or anything being a multi-class or not well i think it's again it's all from the occult list so it is very much flavorful spells i would say if we're if we're going with it um i have placed some in already kinetic ram was one of them but i'm going to re-roll this level two to make them more evocation magic you know it's it, it's all around the cantrips it's all around the cantrips okay. so you're less spell focused and more cantrip focused and again cantrips yes. are spells you can cast repeatedly throughout the day they're usually less powerful but you can do them continuously, whereas something Keep like a going. wizard yeah. will have cantrips, but they're more effective in their spell slots. Okay, so yep. we move on with Malachi to level... F- Malachi? Malachi? Oh, Malachi. No, that's Malachi. if there's multiple Malachis, isn't it? <laughs> if you cast Mirror Image... <laughs> Malachi. Look at that multiple Malachi. Malachis. <laughs> All right, level four. So what what do you get level um, four? A bard feet and a skill I've feet. Gone, yeah, I've gone for a, I've gone for further psychic uh, spellcasting. Okay, so a psychic skill yeah, feet. So that it gives me some more. However, again, not sure. Might change that later. Um, and I've gone for fascinating performance as my skill yep. feet, which makes people want to look at me. Be fascinated by me. So if you, I want them to look at me. Uh, compare the uh, results. So of you the, can do it if you're we'll training performance. You can spend, I believe, in combat one or two actions to perform, and yep. um, a creature, if it fails its will save, uh, is fascinated by you, which means that they then won't go and attack someone else. So you're kind of drawing attention to yourself, which can be really useful in combat. So that's what he wants though he wants all of the attention yep. he wants to be the best okay even though he might not so at be level five on the table you would unlock the third level spells and you'd get some yep. more ability boosts um, we'll put the we'll put the uh the link once finalized up so people can have a little look through but you also get at fifth level um an ancestry feat so ancestry for you is human uh what did you decide to take I wanted dark vision. Ah. <laughs> so I've taken glooms here. I can see, I gain low light vision. Ah, so gloom holds few terrors for you. You gain low light vision. So not dark vision yet, but you've got no. uh, low light vision, which yeah. means um, if an area is in dim light mechanically, usually if you're going to try and hit something, you'd have to roll a DC5 flat trick. And with Gloomseer, it just means you can avoid that flat check. Okay. Absolutely. All right. 
Um, I love this level six feat. Right, level six. So you get here um, a class feat and a skill feat. What have you gone for your class feat? I've, I've gone bard, and it's called the Dirge of Doom. Dirge of Doom. Uh, Sounds awesome. And it's a con- composition cantrip which frightens your enemies. Uh, um, so like Inspire Courage, which is an area effect or an emanation. Yeah. This what? Uh, that's Inspire Courage. This 30 foot emanation. Foes within the area are frightened one. Uh, and they can't reduce their frightened value below one while they remain in the area. So I can just imagine him on his keytar. <laughs> putting out a real dirty like sound it. yeah and it's no save there it's just that if a creature if you if you if cast this in that area they're gonna be frightened one and it's any foe in that area so it's not yeah if even if i'm in the area i am not love frightened. it okay dirge of doom ties in well maybe maybe dirge i, I can kind of see malachi that he's he maybe used to be maybe a pop artist or something and then as he's become more <laughs> yeah. uh, dis- disillusioned, more faded, yeah, he's yeah, moved yep, into yep, yep. the darker kind of heavy metal music, and and yeah, or more, more like theatre. You know, it's kind of ballet, like it was all kind of fancy, but he's kind of shunned shunned that a little bit to go into sort of Slipknotty yeah, cool. kind of, yeah. and then he's singing yeah, his dirge yeah. of doom, That's the kind of idea. Oh, you're yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Cool, <laughs> and he gets a skill feat. Um, I thought that was uh, bomb mot, and I've gone with bomb mot. Yep. So distracting insight. So he's like, I see him. He's not going to be sort of quick tongued, really, but he's going to be like, uh, his comebacks are going to be more like, uh, uh, almost like teenagery kind of. Well, your mum, right? You know, like kind of that. Okay, kind of, that kind. Of, that's why I sort of tied that in. So level, um, that's level six. Level six. Level seven is level seven, you're unlocking skill increase. four level spells. I've gone with... Expert spellcaster. So spellcasting, there, there are various things that, that happen here, but you get a general feat and uh, resolve and a skill increase. So resolve for a um, bard. Where's uh, that? I've only got expert skill pass. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's just on the on the skill tree. So what resolve means is uh, the will saves. So saves are a big part. We we're not going to saves today, but there are three types: fortitude, reflex, and will. And a big part of Pathfinder is if something happens to a character, it might be that they get hit with a rock, or it might be they have to dodge out of the way of the rock, or it might be the rock is imaginary. They are fortitude, reflex, and will, and those saves are really important within the game. But at, at, at ninth level as a bard, you um, get a boost to your will saves, which means that if you roll a success, you get a crit success instead. So, okay, right. What else have you chosen? Excellent. Didn't the, even know that. Doesn't no. say it on here. So there we go. Level eight. Um, GM. So level... Benevolent GM. Uh, level eight. Um, oh no, level, uh, sorry, resolve was level nine, so I've jumped ahead a bit, but yeah, okay, so level eight, class feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Level eight, gone with an extension of the psi development. So a psychic feat. Um, Yep. Uh, um, You can, it adds another cantrip, 
from your conscious um, mind. The, and you went mind, with um, telekinetic rend. Ooh. Um, which again, violent axis of motion in a nearby space. So very much t- ties into his anger issues. Okay, but that's cool. That's a cool spell because the area of, on that yeah, one yeah. is two non-overlapping five-foot bursts. Right, yeah. so you're covering nine squares, eighteen squares with that. And then it can be amped as well. So oh. they increase by 1d6 and add a third non-overlapping five-foot Wow, burst. that's cool. So, so some like area cool. control stuff. Yeah. And I, again, I, I was trying to just tie it all into this. He gets angry and it it just happens kind of thing. I, I can't um, wait to see that on the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, should be skill feet um, to level eight. Skill feet, terrifying resistance. The spells of those you have demoralized are less effective on you. If you succeed into demoralizing a creature for the next 24 hours, you gain a plus one circumstance bonus to saving throws against that creature's spell. That could be really useful. Uh, yeah, I think it could be. Fairly situational, but I think... Oh, yeah. Demoralize a creature but and I get think a plus kind of, one to all of its spells. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. good. And I'm sure there'll be people who yes. know how you can amp that to get all your friends to do the same thing, but we are... Yeah. We are where we are. Okay, Let's so level nine, this is where the resolve comes in. Fifth level spells yeah. and an ancestry feat. And then I've gained dark okay. vision. So you took dark seer, which is the prerequisite was gloom seer, which means you have now have dark vision. Yeah. Saves a lot of problems. Mind you, that dark vision <laughs> allows you to see in areas of darkness and in black and white rather than colour. A small little differentiation there certainly level 10 10, we get some more More ability ability boosts did you put any in charisma yes I certainly did and then I took for a class feat uh, I took a bardic one this time I took quickened uh, quickened casting which I think is um, is, it would be useful it just makes it so it means you can reduce your spell uh, casting actions the spell only casting. once per day. That's a free action, isn't it? So once per day, yeah. if your next action is to cast a bard cantrip or a spell that is at least two levels lower than the highest level bard spell you can cast, reduce the number of actions to cast it by one minimal on action. So it means you could cast a two action bard cantrip for one action, which is really powerful. You know, the action economy is tight, but anything involving spells and the ability to get an extra action, haste, quickened, etc. Good stuff. Okay, yep. cool. So come with that. I like that as well, um, just from a drug's point of view. Like as as he's obviously getting stronger and and touring and the psychic elements, the bardic elements are coming through in his head, and maybe he's on more drugs mm. and learning more, like he's getting impatient, like he's getting itchy and mm. You know, yeah, the ability yeah, to cast yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. is something that ties yeah, yeah. into will will be something he could do ties into his persona. And then I took shameless request as a skill feat. So I, you will know <laughs> from playing with me, Craig, that sometimes my requests are fairly wacky, or they can be quite brazen, <laughs> quite straight up. So um, I thought I would take this. It, it does tie into him as well, as well. So when I requ- request something from somebody. I reduce it, so reduce the DC, so the the roll that I need to make 
by two so that I um, the, the the number that I need to hit uh, reduced by two so that I can I can get what I want a bit okay, better. Okay, cool. It's not something we've actually more... done that often before, but um, there no. is something called a shameless request, which I think. Uh, oh no, you, this is shameless. This okay, is shameless so you've request. Taken yeah, shameless yeah. request yeah, yeah. But request is a diplomacy skill action, and you make a request of a creature that's friendly or helpful to you. You must couch the request in terms that the target would accept given their current attitude towards you. I set the DC based on the difficulty, blah, blah, blah. But what shameless request does then is reduces the DC to make outrageous requests and so basically you can ask people who like you to do more outrageous things is that right that's right however dum, bum, bum. i need to i need to be a master in diplomacy so i'll need to sort that one out cheating already okay <laughs> he's cheating already just said he's an expert not a master i love it lay on hand lay on hands lay on hands I think I think it's because I changed something. Actually, I changed it to massive rush and ready. We're all learning. And finally, you're level eleven, so that does mean sixth level spells, bard weapon expertise, and we will talk about weapons shortly after this bit. Um, a general feat, a skill increase, and vigilant senses. So, what was your first of all your skill increases? Um, you're going to put master well, I put it into diplomacy, on <laughs> but we we might we might go master in. Um, Intimid- uh, master of diplomacy wasn't it so I'm going to have to just mess yeah, around with fine. them so that it works yeah, yeah. general feat battle I will cry take feet. yeah but uh, same thing there again so oh also master, master intimidation, intimidation. Yeah. oh so it is a full cheating yeah. build I'm yeah. sure you'll sort it out uh, well actually I was I was thinking of taking home in every port as well instead so I might I was thinking that we kind of said that he'd travelled around quite a bit, so he will. He people will know him. So I think the way that from the the guides that that we've got, you know, we are going to different places. So I it might be very useful could to have well a home in could every. Could well be. Who knows? Okay, and you get bard weapon expertise and vigilant senses. Uh, vigilant senses. Just want to tell us what that is. Through your adventures, you've developed a keen awareness and attention to detail. Your proficiency for perception is increased to master, and something that I haven't really seen, that all my four, my saves are plus 19, which is pretty cool. Um, and what is my perception? There it is, 19 also. also. 19. So <laughs> they're, they're all 19s. You're balanced. Jack of all. Yeah, jack Ties of all. into your master maestro, man. for sure. Um, and I think... Yeah. Uh, sorry, your muse. And I think... Um, it's interesting because PathBuilder2e is great and I can't speak highly enough about it. PathBuilder2e.com. It's pretty much free from nearly everything. Well worth an investment. The tools to transfer that from PathBuilder to Foundry, which is what we're going to be using for our um, virtual tabletop, are not that good. And that's fine because I think actually building your character in Foundry is something that everybody should do if you're going to use Foundry, if you're considering using it or you've not used it. Start start and just do it because the tools are fantastic. And Chris, you'll find that when you're building, if you're not quite, if you've got it slightly wrong and your proficiencies aren't right, it will it will probably tell you. Yes. And that, that's, that's also a good kind of sense check. 
just to make sure you're not and actually from a breaking the from game. a gm point of view you know i think I'm, I'm not sure but i think all of our party have access to foundry and we do build it on there and you know uh, and you get the json then don't you and yeah i then you can the json file to transfer over i think that's much yeah exactly like you don't even you don't even to do need it. a license for that so if you're a new player and you don't want to pay the $50, $40, what it is for a license. You can still use the free one, build your character. There's plenty of test servers. You can save that and give it to your GM. And if your GM's got a license, you're good to go. That's the beauty of Foundry. So let's just finally, okay, so we've had a little run through of your feats and abilities. We haven't gone into too much detail. I just want to know kind of... What what is what is Malachi doing in combat? Obviously, spells are a really big part of it. We don't need to go through the spells, but does he have any offensive weapons? Is he carrying anything? Like, what's his kind of deal? Yeah, he um, he's got a knuckle duster. A knuckle duster, <laughs> just for okay, just for a bit of self defense. So he's not really he's not really a brawler. He's far more. Of no, a- no, no. But maybe as an omnipotent GM, maybe you'd like me to take a battle guitar rather than a battle lute. <laughs> Something is that, that a thing? That we could. There's a battle lute. Battle lute. Yeah. Battle lute. Yeah. Okay. Battle lute. Yeah, battle battle lute. Guitar. Ba- ba- battle guitar. Harp guitar. Yeah. Something sure. like that. Yeah. Why not? Uh, he's got just some sort of. He's got a leather coat, leather armor. Uh, studded leather armor sort of it's it's very much a sort of black coat gothic this kind of leather coat really that he's he's it's like he was hanging outside a cna uh with a skateboard yeah 20 years yeah. ago and then haven't I, i'm gonna guess that he's gonna have some healing potions with him yeah because that's the other thing equipment right if you're level 11 yeah um, I can't quite remember uh, where that is in the rule book, but as a level 11 character, it is assumed that you either have a lump sum of gold or a set number of uh, leveled items. And we're not going to go into items tonight, especially not with a non-martial character. But at level 11, you'd, I think, expect to be on kind of plus two weapons. Um, Let's have a look. Weapon potency plus two is at level 10 yeah so you'd expect to have most people at plus two uh, with their weapons and their equipment Um, not for the armor maybe but you've got that money you can spend and that's something we can i haven't i haven't delved into that too much but i do think he's what i am seeing is as a bard you are not leaning towards the healing element of the bard you are far a lot more selfish as a character would that be fair to say Yep, definitely. Um, obviously, with the sort of it, he's very much more offensive with his with his spells. Um, I haven't actually gone through and done the spells for the sure um, for the bard just yet. I will be all part very of the fun. Soon. You have got inspire courage. What you don't have is lingual composition. So if you're going to cast something like that, it's one action. Yeah, it's a cantrip, but it's only going to last one round. So. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. That, we'll have to. I'll have to have a look. Have yeah. to have a look. I don't think you can but, get lingual um, composition unless you go for the other muse. Um, yeah, which was Maestro. I think 
don't I have played Amuse, yes, well. Maestro, yeah. So you get Lingering Composition uh, and you get Soothe, which is obviously a healing spell, which leans more towards that. But it's fine. You don't have to yeah. absolutely you don't have to play into that. Um, I think what I would say to you is, as a player, think about what, what, what are you doing in combat? And as a bard, yeah. there is going to be an expectation, even with your psychic elements, that you you are not, as we've established, not a frontline fighter. You've got no points, no points in strength, so you are not going to nope. be effective in hand to hand combat. Which means, therefore, you're either ranged and you're dealing out the damage, or you are ranged dealing out the support and buffing. So it might just be worth having or debuffing, or debuffing, yeah, or debuffing, no, sure, or debuffing. Yeah. So I think that's the kind of, yeah, it's going to be much more of a debuffer, offensive character. Um, Don't know how the other party members are going to feel about that, but we'll see. (laughs) We might just have to have a load of... Hey, look. Going from a a cleric of Saren Ray, Scottish cleric of Saren Ray, to to our... Something completely different. And look, I love it. I... I completely think that Pathfinder should be played around unoptimized parties and <laughs> and unoptimized characters. I think it's the best way because I think the adventure paths, yes, can be brutal and the math in Pathfinder 2E, when you, especially when in combat, is tight. But I, as the GM, have the opportunity to... I don't have to just play by the book and I'm not going to be playing by the book every time. And I'm not going to punish unoptimized characters. Now, if you are just completely ineffective, then you are probably going to die. And the rest of the PCs are going to want you to die. And the listening audience, they probably won't want you to die because they'll love it. And that's exactly how it should be. But I'm running a game here which is not based on just pure optimization, kill everything as quickly as possible. I'm far more interested in the character. I'm not going to gimp the numbers, but I might change the adventure to... Ultimately, everyone has to have fun, right? We're here to have fun. And it's okay. It's okay if your character is not, well, why didn't you take this feat at this level to get this plus two on this thing? Um, No interest in that. What I'm interested in is playing the game, having fun. Like a group of regular players who are new to TTRPGs are going to be doing, which is exactly what we are. It's exactly who we are. And that is exactly the game we're going to be playing. But if you want to come along for the ride with us and listen to the Stolen Fate Adventure Path, maybe it's already started. Who knows? We're recording this little bit in the in the past. But Chris, thank you for your time this evening. Thank you very much. Really look for forward to me. meeting Malachi Bordello in the Stolen Fate Adventure Path. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head off tonight? No, I'm all good, sir. Okay. Well, for our listening audience. May the dice be with you. May the dice be with you. And with you, sir. And I look forward to turning this hour and a half discussion into a TPK very soon. Goodbye, everybody. Au revoir. Goodbye.